Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to the, to the Witch Next Door. I forgot what podcast I was on, but no, we're here at the Witch Next Door. And this is Emily. And uh, this week we are continuing our awesome guest visitations. And so today I have Jessica Sirena. Sirena. See, I'm saying her last name wrong. She's going to correct me, which will be great um, because my accent is real bad. And <laughs> she is a mus- musical artist. Um, a ceremonial singer, and she has been studying singing since she was really small. She's also a holistic vocal coach and makes beautiful heart music in R&B stylings. Jessica's also going to be presenting at the fourth annual season of the Witch Conference. Uh, and so she's here to tell you all about her amazing self, which I know you're going to like because she's awesome. And also <laughs> to share a little bit about what she'll be teaching at the conference. Welcome, Jessica. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. So first you have Um, to say your name so everybody knows how I got it wrong so that you can, they can know how it's right. Okay. So first I'll explain. So siren. Yes. Like the myth of the sirens and less, less deadly, more enchanting is the vibe I'm going for. Like an enchantress. Um, I'm going for the Spanish or um, Greek version of that. So it's sirena. 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 Yeah. Yes. And that name <laughs> came because I am from Miami and I was living in Miami before I moved back to Colorado, which is where I am now. And people would call me Sirena. Oh, <laughs> so it was a gifted name. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Lovely. So I know that, I mean, I've gotten to hear your music and I actually found you because I was searching for um, some a couple songs on Spotify and I, I was looking up Earth My Body, Earth My Body, Water My Blood and your Love song, it. your version of this song, but it's called something else came up and I was like, oh yeah, this is the version I've been looking for. It's got the like groove to it. I want to move my body. Like this is the best yes. version I've ever heard. Yes. And then, um, and then I started like finding you on Instagram and I was like, I want this woman to come and present at the season of the witch because she's amazing. So that's how Thank I you. found you. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously you've got some, some ceremonial, some sacred jams going on. Um, yeah. Well, how so, did you, yeah. Go for it. So I, so I think you were about to ask, like, how did I start on this path? Was. <laughs> um, so I started on this path. I've always been a singer. Singing runs in my family. My grandmother was a singer. Um, there are like rabbis in my past as well. So it's just something that I carry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my ancestral legacies. And I grew up exploring other genres, but I started more seriously working with plant medicine in a ceremonial way in my mid twenties. And Mm -hmm. that opened something else up energetically in my voice that I sort of the, the permission or the full, um, reconnection of all the pieces of myself that shattered 
at different points in my life, it kind of pieced me back together. And the place that I could sing from in myself was just a little bit more whole and a little bit more true and centered and, and in my heart. Um, and plant medicine also like helped me work through a lot of my anxieties and fears around being seen and judged. Like I, I had some trauma from that, from my childhood and my adolescence. And so even though I was a good singer already, there were, there were elements that came up in those ceremonial spaces for healing that were really deeply transformational. And I was able to step more into those gifts over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think the actual, the frequency of the different medicines I was working with that in itself was very powerful, but I also think that just the container of having ceremony space, mm -hmm. like you don't need to have a psychedelic medicine at all or any, or any substance for something to actually be psychedelic, like singing and sounding is actually very psychedelic in and of itself. Totally. And so it's just, you know, we all have different ways in that was my way in of, of more merging, um, different pieces of my path into one. And I really sing a lot of different music. I, I don't only sing, you know, spiritual sacred music. I grew up in Miami, as I said. So I listen to a lot of like soul and R and B and hip hop and, you know, other, other genres that are like soulful, but not, not as like high vibe vibes or it's all high vibe. It's all <laughs> sacred. It's all God, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really think that that's important also is bringing in like, like heart music and sacred music. Isn't just one sound. It's not one language. It's not one thing. It doesn't have to like use spiritual buzzwords. It's a prayer that's raw and real from who you are and from the essence of your heart. And like any time that we're speaking and singing, but especially when we're toning and like really using our mm -hmm. voice over and over, um, we, that is magic. Like we're casting spells with our voice, like literally just the frequency of our voice. And so there's this huge gap I find for most adults that are not already comfortable singing because of their past where, you know, you can be really confident in lots of other ways, but when it comes to even hearing yourself sing in your own company, there's a little bit of terror involved. Like you're scared mm. of the sound or there's a lot of judgment that comes up. And so a lot of my work, um, for newer singers is helping people get to the other side of that, where it's like, you're able to turn the volume lower on the inner critic and actually just tune in with the essence of your own voice, which is very unique. And, you know, our, our voices are, are unique because of our ancestry. Like we mm. carry certain genetic qualities of the people in our family. Um, and part of that is because of the proportions of the size and shape of your head and your neck and the length and the width. And then also the, the vocal cords and the, the larynx, like the voice box itself, that also is a different shape. And so all these things, and then of course, you know, language and region and influence, like we all really have our own unique voice. And mm -hmm. while it, there might be some workarounds, not judging the sound of it at the beginning, because we're all sort of programmed to think like, oh, if it doesn't sound like this, it's not a beautiful voice, just like anything else. Right. Um, when we can decolonize and come back to like, just loving our own essence, our own, our own gift, um, we can use that power that we, we hold just that ability to create resonance and vibration and either just tone or yeah. 
sing powerful songs or mantras or really anything that feels relevant. Like it could be anything. It, it, it could be like a hip hop song. It could be a mantra with harmonium. It could be like everything in between. It could be a medicine song, but so long as it's something that we feel is like really um, deeply a prayer for us and we sing it and we make a practice of it, that's opening a portal of magic. Yeah, I feel all of that so true. And I just, yeah. I mean, I love singing. I've always loved singing. I'm not like a great songstress or anything, but there is something so powerful in finding your voice and and letting it just move through you, the vibration it creates, the energy it creates. I mean, it's like, it's powerful. And yeah, it's funny because when you were talking about, uh, ancestry and whatnot I was thinking I remember being small and my mom had the most beautiful singing voice in all the land and I just remember <laughs> thinking that was like the most sacred voice ever was listening to my mom sing me lullabies oh. and, and you know she just has like a regular voice she's not <laughs> my mom's like not some amazing singer but uh but just a reminder I think that that there is this beauty in in the voice when we're using it with intention and, you know, just feeling the vibration of that, it has just as much power as somebody who might be classically trained in music. Um, even when you're not, when you can just tap into the vibration of it all and feel the energy of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that starts to happen naturally, I would say when we relax and we're less self-conscious mm -hmm. And that, that usually happens if, you know, in a group anyway, if, if you're singing in a group and you're like at a song circle or at a kirtan or at some group singing event or yes. a concert, and you're just like enraptured by the joy of the experience and the focus is less on you and are you embarrassing yourself? Is it terrible? Like then there's this, huh, like this opening mm -hmm. and relaxing that allows more clarity and beauty to naturally come through. And um, sometimes when we're just in a good mood even, or yeah. we're having a good day, um, when we sing, it's just easier. Yeah. Part of, you know, part of why it's nice to take vocal lessons if you're interested in singing is to create consistency around that. Like, well, let's mm -hmm. figure out why. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is it easier on those days? You're probably relaxed, you know, your muscles are like, there's, there's something that's naturally happening that you can recreate in other moments, but it, you know, there, it, it doesn't, there are levels and layers to studying voice. It's like a whole other mystery school language of, of work. That's just, mm -hmm. it goes, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And, um, you don't need to be a lifelong, you know, deeply studious voice student to, uh, to, to sing and to connect with the, the power and magic of your voice. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is just like coming to a place of neutrality, even like figuring out where am I holding tension in my body? How do I move that? Can my voice help me move it? And then humming, coming yeah. back to a hum or an audible sigh, just these really delicious, like releasing type sounds get mm -hmm. us back to equilibrium with where we want to start vocalizing. And, you know, the other thing about training that I'll say is that sometimes having a certain idea of anatomy or basic vocal technique, basic music theory, like little things um, that can be helpful because it's just learning the, like learning what the elements are that you can mm -hmm. create with. 
And that is helpful, but you don't, you also don't need it. So, you know, there are many pathways and different people need different things. Mm -hmm. So I think what I mean to say is um, singing is really accessible to everyone. And it's really deeply transformational as well, which is why when we hear someone else sing, we can be so deeply moved and also why it can be so scary for some of us to, to share our voice. Yes. because it feels so vulnerable and yes. there's this like meeting of a deeper you know a, lay, a layer or like level of our soul self in in the sound of our voice that we get to play with mm-hmm. get to know so well hearing yeah. you say there's a couple things just struck me one was the one was that that piece about humming and just like finding sound and yeah. as a therapist that's something that I teach people to do to help regulate their nervous system is to hum yeah. when they start to feel dysregulated because that it, you're you create this full exhale when you hum and you create a vibration in your body that's soothing. Yeah. And so toning, you know, humming, all of those things are really helpful on multiple levels and they do open up that voice. They do release some of that constriction. Um, But hearing you talk about, you know, giving yourself voice and being open to bringing your voice out, it just makes me think about how many of us in the world don't, don't speak our truths. Mm-hmm. And how sometimes using song can be a portal to loosen up some stuck spots inside of yourself to be able to speak more freely as well. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. it's all energy. Yeah. If we have, if we have an energetic block or like tightness mm-hmm. or closing around a certain area, toning and humming and actually singing in general help to alleviate and open those blockages. Yes. So the impact of that overall is huge, but it's definitely just singing more in general helps you feel more open in expressing yourself in other ways. That's totally. definitely true. It's, it's, it's less, or, or it becomes more painfully obvious and you really feel the, the tightness and the closure and the sort of resistance and like ick of that, which is helpful for overcoming it because it becomes more obvious. Yes. Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. It's a tool yeah. for some, our voice is a tool for so many different parts of our experience. Yeah. 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 And I think that um, in the realm of your, your voice as prayer as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to read my, workshop title and description. Yes, do it. So I'm teaching a workshop at 9am Pacific time um, this Saturday called Song of the Soul Voice as a Divine Gateway. And what we'll be doing is we'll be exploring the connection between the sound of our voice and the prayer in our hearts. Mm. Open to all experience levels. This class will assist you in more fully expressing the unique sound and flavor of your voice as a way of giving thanks, of offering, and of celebration. You'll leave with some new prayer songs and tools to tune into your deeper expression to weave into your daily life and magic work. Expect deep play and transformation. I love that. Thank you. And so my, my intention in offering this is to make song an accessible tool um in weaving our prayers and in our spells and in in like creating the beauty and the magic that we're 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 working with Mm -hmm. like song is just another layer and level of that and 
I think that because of the way that a lot of us in the States at least, and like this Western way of thinking, it's more sort of competitive and the way that we view the sound of our voices overall, you know, in, in the society that we've grown up in is, um, sort of placing value on like, could I do something with this? Am I good enough at it? And I want to suggest that we completely throw that away and Mm -hmm. come back to this, um, this, this deeper space of, um, honoring our ancestry and honoring life itself and honoring the divine through the sound of our voice, because, you know, it's one of the ways that we can give praise and, and, and give thanks and express Mm -hmm. and express ourselves. You know, we have a few ways that we can express ourselves and, and voice is one of the most powerful ways. And so part of what I shared before about our voice and even our physicality and the the ratio that creates the sound of our unique voice and how sometimes families or tribes can have similar dialects or similar vocal qualities as a culture Mm -hmm. as well. Like we can use our voice to, um, to really honor our ancestors. And I think there's also something very powerful in um, if you do know what your ancestry is, choosing one if there are more than one of those ancestries and singing ancestral songs Mm -hmm. there's something really powerful about connecting with that frequency of like these songs were sung by some of my ancestors or they they heard these songs like this is relevant to where I come from beyond my understanding like there's something in the sound of that that's very powerful so that's that's one way of using voice, um, to really like honor life, to honor our, our lineage. Um, and then also like the sound of our voice doesn't always have to be beautiful. Like that's another big thing is I love exploring all the different archetypes in Mm -hmm. vocal classes, because for example, um, my brat, I need my brat when I sing, (laughs) she helps me have sass and she helps me have volume right? Uh-huh. A lot of us have different places in our voice that feel a little like, Ooh, I'm not comfortable there. Whether it's like higher or lower or louder or softer, we all have what our medium is mm-hmm. and that's different for every person. And so in just exploring sound in general, we're like widening our ability to express ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of like, so many of the the vocal warm-ups and exercises that I've learned in my life are hilarious. It's just <laughs> making weird sounds and accessing yeah. different places in our voice that we don't access regularly, right? And so once we have access, we're going to be exploring making some funny sounds and some just some wild fun sounds yeah. as well. Um, but in being able to access these different places in our voice, we can come to a meditative place and freely just sing and express something that's transmuting whatever we're feeling in our being, our heart, our energy, and like bringing it out forward and out of Mm -hmm. the voice and the mouth. And there's something really powerful. It's like, you know, when we hear someone read a poem that they wrote, or we hear a song that hits in just the right way, or we see a dancer or dancers like moving together. Like there's something that when it lands, it lands and, um, being able to transmute our prayers, our grief, 
our ex- mm. like any expression, our love, our gratitude, our joy, when we're able to just let it flow out, it's really powerful. It is. And so not everything even has to be verbal. It could be toning and sound. Uh-huh. It could be like a made up language, like gibberish is a super fun way to just get in touch with the different kinds of sounds that want to come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. I, I mean, it just, it resonates so deeply for me because I do, because I do like to sing and I do um, feel like song is prayer. Even if the words you're saying aren't necessarily the thing that you're expressing, there is something in the quality of sound that, that sends this energetic force out into the universe. Yeah. And And I'm even thinking about like singing in groups and you were talking about making tones. And I know uh, in this women's circle that I was in for 19 years, we did a lot of toning together and a lot of singing together. And honestly, once we had to switch to Zoom during um, COVID, I, that was the thing I missed the most was singing together because there's something really just delicious and Mm -hmm. so special about being able to join your voices, no matter what you sound like as they all come together, there is a fusing of energy that you can like almost tactile feel. It's powerful. It is. I agree. Um, This past week, actually, a a, a friend of mine came back to Boulder. She used to live here full time and she did a pop-up women's choir and it was called the Mystic Choir in Boulder. (laughs) Fun. And the, the impact of singing with women singing songs Mm. together like it is one of the most deeply satisfying and nourishing things and it's not just with women but there is something special as a woman singing with other women um but yeah singing singing together in the same Mm. space is also so deeply healing and it's something that you know we're we're a tribal people yes like we've done this we've we've gathered in circles around fires and we've danced and we've sung and we've told stories like since the beginning of time, this is just part of being human. So there's sort of a, a reclaiming or a, like a rediscovering that essence of who we are. And this is what it means to be human. Yeah. I get to express myself and I get to feel and transmute via sound in these ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think that for people who have more experience singing, uh, uh, an edge to lean into could be creating just little, little spells, little songs and repeating mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, like writing something simple. It doesn't have to be a whole pop song with this part and that part. It could just be a few lines with the yes. melody that feels good, that you just, just feels good and right. Like you sing it over and over until there's that, that catchy part that you love to sing and that's it. Yep. Right. And if it's, you know, if, if it's like, a newer person that I'm working with, I would say like, even just get comfortable making tone in general. Mm-hmm. Like, just make, just, just listen to yourself, make, make noise, sing a little bit in the shower, start humming songs that you like and listening a little more closely to songs that you like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, at first the energetic space of how much we take up with our voice can be kind of small because there's a shyness. And over time, the goal is to energetically just take up more and more and more space, which isn't always about volume, but it's about 
potency. It's about like impact of mm-hmm. the intention behind your voice to, sh- to, 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 to offer it up. Like it's, it's really coming from a place of offering and yes. that's, the, that's the prayerful part of it. Yeah. I, when you were talking about uh, just writing a few lines and, and saying them over and over again, I was just thinking about the power of uh, repetition to create trance and to all, you know, to really shift your consciousness and doing something like that really does. So I think that's a, a lovely invitation into, you know, casting spells with your voice. Yes. Um, and, and shifting your own consciousness because in that space of trance, you know, that's where we can definitely receive more messages and, and let those things move through us in that way. Yeah. So, um, trance is sort of like flow state. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Anytime that we're able to get out of our own way and be in the eternal now and just flow with what's coming through and do our best to stay out of judgment and just Mm -hmm. be just be sort of guided by the muses as they come through just trying to keep up. Like that is the juice. That is the best feeling. Yeah. Best feeling. And that's where, that's where our prayers are the most potent too. That's where we really bring things forth almost from another realm into this one. Mm -hmm. It's like all the magic blooms when we're able to access those spaces. It's true. It's true. And you were saying about like letting your voice take up a little more space. And it was hearkening me back when I was a teenager, I took drum lessons and singing lessons. And my teachers told me, cause I'd get nervous. I'd be like, I, I don't want to sing this part. You know, I don't want you to hear me sing. And he'd be like, look, you're going to do it, which I would. But he said, the place that you're really going <laughs> to practice is when you get a car, when you get a car, all bets are off you're going to be belting it out. And I was like, no, I won't. People will see me. Oh my God. Do I sing in my car? Like I sing in no other place in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing makes me happier than driving down the road and seeing other people singing in their car, belting it out. But yes. there's something about being in that glass bubble that gives you permission. So I would just say, as we're having this conversation here to anybody listening, if you are somebody who has a hard time letting your voice shine in whatever way that is for you, get in your car. And mm-hmm. crank that music up. Yes. <laughs> and let her rip. <laughs> yes. The car, yeah. the bathroom. Oh, yeah. The bathroom is awesome. great acoustics. The shower, it's really yes. nice and nourishing and moisturizing too for our voice. Also, like stairwells where there mm-hmm. aren't people. Also, walking around by yourself. Yep. yep. <laughs> I also sing when I'm walking by myself. That happens. Yes. 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 And honestly, I feel like the weird meter, when you start singing, it just gets weirder and weirder. Like your, your tolerance for weird just shifts. Bring all the weird. Well, it just truly like it, it just doesn't occur to me anymore. Like how weird what I'm doing might seem like Mm -hmm. to someone. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is normal for me. Right. Well, I think some of that comes with age too, right? Because you stop caring Definitely. so much about what other people think. And you start to realize like, I'm just doing me and they're just doing them. And we all look a little wacky out here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm curious if people wanted to connect with you, are you doing vocal lessons? Uh like, obviously this is going to go out to an audience that's all over the place. So yeah. do you do vocal lessons via Zoom? Is it all in person? What's your, what's your scoop? I on offer, that? I offer vocal lessons, like one-on-one private lessons 
online. Oh, okay. Um, and I also offer some in person uh -huh. for people that are in the Boulder, Colorado area. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, most of most of the people I teach actually don't live in Colorado. They live on the coasts of the U.S. or in different countries. Oh, okay. And they've connected with me through my music. Uh huh. Through my travels, and so yeah, I work with people to really move through the energetic blockages that they have around mm. sharing fully. So it's not always about, I want to become an amazing singer, but singing is the vehicle for a transformed relationship with fullness of expression and embodiment. It's just a, it's a pathway in. So I, I work with some people more in that way of working on confidence and taking up more, more space and also just voice as an outlet, because some of us, you know, we all have our different karmic and just personality, soul, different blockages in different, uh -huh. different places. And for some, if there's a huge blockage in the throat around expressing, it is important to do some vocal work around that, even if it's for healing only, you know? Right. So sometimes it's for that. And I also work with like professional singers who are recording albums and everything in between. Uh -huh. And the, you know, depending on the balance of um, what's needed, what's in the highest service to the person I'm working with, the, you know, I've been teaching for 12 years and I've been a student for 30. I'm aging myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a lot of experience. This is like probably the, the one thing in my life that I have the most confidence in. Mm -hmm. So I really, I'm at a place with it where I, I have the knowledge and the way that it comes through and the order and the level of depth and how much attention is given to this versus that. It's very individualized where it depends on what that person's end goal and dream is of, of spending that time and energy in sessions. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty, it's, it's pretty wonderful. I would say it's a little more shamanic and holistic than a typical like me 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 like right. <laughs> voice lesson but but I will say and this is very controversial in the in the, the the more new age community but I think some some vocal technique is very helpful mm -hmm. I think it's helpful it's helpful to have an understanding of of what what the tools are that you're working with so that you have greater autonomy over your artistry eventually as a singer yeah. Um, and for some, that's not the goal. And if that's not the goal, it doesn't really matter. But for people that are like, I already sing and I want to become, I want to just go farther with the way that I'm able to express myself and have more skill and, and more, more, um, artistic vision. Mm -hmm. There is a certain element of like, all right, let's get these things into your, your muscle memory and conceptualize and visualize things in this way. Yeah. So, it's really a whole world. It's a wild, great world. <laughs> it is. I mean, it yeah. sounds amazing. And I, and I think it's true. You know, when you understand, you don't always have to understand how something works, but when you do have an understanding of what's happening in your body and how you can harness that, you can more deeply have a relationship with it, like a more symbiotic relationship with it, um, versus like not having any idea. So I think, I think you're onto something there personally. <laughs> I think so too. It's working out so far. <laughs> right? So if people wanted to find you, Jessica, where do they find you? Do you have a so website? I have a website. So my, my website is one long word, jessicasirenamusic.com, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-C-I, or S-I-R-E-N-A, and then music, 
um.com and then i'm also on instagram jessica.sirena i'm on facebook as well but i don't use that as much okay. um yeah i would say that as far as like keeping up with what i'm doing i'm most active on instagram okay that's probably the best way to reach me well, I will definitely put that information uh, for those of you that didn't grab a pen and write that down. I will put that information in the description uh, in the show notes so that you can easily contact Jessica. And I also just want to say, come play with us. So if if this if listening to us have this chat today is making you feel like, hmm, I feel like getting my voice a little active, come join us at the fourth annual season of the Witch Conference and you'll get to work with Jessica one-on-one and have that experience uh, firsthand and then see where you want to go from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for taking this time out of your day to come and chat with me. It's It's like always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank it you is. for having me. Yeah, it's always exactly. easy and fun. And I, I love hearing about what you're doing. And <laughs> I'm really excited about getting to be part of your workshop. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for the other people's workshops that I will be dropping in on too. Right. Every single one looks so good. It's juicy. We're going to have a juicy couple days together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I love, I love the intention of just being able to amplify our individual and collective magic and just what the way that we're, the way that we're able to create magic in our lives and from all the angles and perspectives. Yes. I, I mean, I do too. That's why I do these things. I just, <laughs> I get yeah. pretty amped on bringing everybody together and, um, and just sort of basking in the beauty of everybody's gifts. It's, it's really powerful and, and healing too in a certain way and inspiring yeah all the things <laughs> yeah it is I agree yeah That's all right well thank you and I'll get to see you this weekend and hopefully for our listeners I'll get to see some of you as well and so will Jessica <laughs> yeah all right friends until next time keep it magical Hey friends, Emily here. Just wanted to let you know that the fourth annual season of the Witch Conference is happening this weekend. So today is October 3rd, Tuesday, October 3rd, and we are coming together, kicking it off Thursday, October 5th at 6 p.m. Pacific time with our pre-conference ritual workshop. And then we're going to head into two full days, Friday and Saturday, of 12 more workshops. So I included the link for you to go check out the full lineup and schedule in the show notes. So be sure to do that and you can register there as well. I can't wait to see you around the virtual cauldron. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else? (laughs) whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on by doing these things that actually helps other people find us and in that way helps us spread the magic so we appreciate you taking the time to do that and thanks for being a listener Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com 
or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.